If you have your copy of the scriptures, I invite you to turn with me to the book of 1 Thessalonians, chapter 5. 1 Thessalonians, chapter 5. We begin reading in verse 12. 1 Thessalonians, chapter 5, beginning verse 12, says this. Now we ask you, brothers, to respect those who work hard among you, who are over you in the Lord and who admonish you. Hold them in the highest regard in love because of their work. Live in peace with each other. And we urge you, brothers, warn those who are idle, encourage the timid, help the weak, be patient with everyone. Make sure that nobody pays back wrong for wrong, but always try to be kind to each other and to everyone else. Be joyful always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Do not put out the Spirit's fire. Do not treat prophecies with contempt. Test everything. Hold on to the good. Avoid every kind of evil. May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you is faithful, and he will do it. Brothers, uh, I'll continue. Brothers, pray for us. Greet all the brothers with a holy kiss. I charge you before the Lord to have this letter read out to all the brothers. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. Let me just pray. Heavenly God, I just thank you and praise you for the precious gift of your word. I pray, God, that you lead us through it now. Teach us your ways, God, and challenge us to be more like you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I want to challenge you to um, take some time this week, actually, and read through uh, 1 Thessalonians and uh, even 2 Thessalonians after that. If you uh, get a chance, there are some wonderful challenges in this tiny little book uh, for us as a church. We are challenged to be pure and to live lives that are different from that of the world, allowing the love of Christ Jesus to not be something that we just sing about, but something that affects all of our relationships with others. We're challenged to be alert, uh, to be a people of hope, knowing that Christ Jesus will return to bring us, along with the followers of God throughout history, to be with Jesus forever in paradise. And we are to know uh, that this day is coming, not as a dreaded day, but a dread a day of hope, a day when we are going to be with Christ uh, forever and to be aware that this day is coming. So we are uh, encouraging others to come to know Christ uh, as a Savior and Lord. Today we want to uh, look in what, um, what is presented in this letter to be kind of the final challenge in the letter. And it's a, a challenge that is very relevant for us in churches today, to be consistent in the way that we love, to love God with all that we have, and to allow that sort of love to be what flows into our other relationships in every other life that we come in contact with. Now, Lakes Baptist has a great history of faithful workers in the church, a great history of faithful preaching of God's Word and a faithful mission in the community. And what we need to do now is not replace the old with the new or, uh, or mourn uh, where we've been or 
uh, especially not degrade uh, times or those who have served in the past. But we need to celebrate God's work, His faithful work, through those who have faithfully surrendered to Him and pray that God challenge us to step up and to continue to carry the flame of love in the communities in which we live. It's easy sometimes when um, you get uh, new leadership in different ministries or a new pastor to kind of say, right, now we can, we can stop doing what we've done before or we can, uh, we can talk harshly about other leaders, whatever, and it's time now to change. You say, no, the church is about the people who God brings uh, for whatever season to serve together uh, in his community, to lift him up and to, uh, to encourage each other to, uh, to work together in that way. And those in the past are just building blocks on that, that ministry. And we're supposed to continue on uh, what is going, continue on uh, serving God together, to celebrate who God's had serving in the past and to celebrate who God has serving with us now and to celebrate who God's going to lead us to in the future. We are all God's family, and he's chosen to use us to spread his love. And so we need to make sure as a church we're celebrating where he's brought us through and we're celebrating where we are now as a family and who God has in our family, and we're celebrating uh, the fact or we're surrendering the fact that uh, we are God's people to serve together uh, in the days and the weeks and months and years ahead. The purpose one of the purposes for our church is to connect our community with the love of God, which involves connecting with our community, obviously, and, and getting to know people and really uh, being intensive about the relationships in the community. It also means connecting them with God. And in, in order to do that, we have to first know God, don't we? We have to first develop our own relationship with God, to love Him with, with all that we have. And the challenge here in, in the end of 1 Thessalonians is to love God with all that we have, to strive to follow Him, that that love will flow into the relationships that we have with one another. Today is to be a reminder of the importance of the church, the impact it can have on the community, the relevance of the church can have for one another, and the faithfulness of God through it all. It is all God's work through us. Verses 12 to 22, we're challenged to keep on meeting together and loving one another as a family. Now, that's not always easy, is it? Now, I think, I've said this many times, but I think you guys are all wonderful people. Uh, but I don't really know you that well yet. So, you know, maybe there's some things uh, we're going to find out in the days and weeks and months ahead. Who knows? We go, oh, okay, that's a bit more challenging. Yeah. He's a bit more challenging than I thought. Or she, oh, here, I won't look at anybody. Okay, I'll just stay up here. Uh, he's a bit more challenging than I thought, or, or she's a bit more difficult to get along with than I thought. And I, I love it. It challenges us to keep meeting together and then to keep loving each other. Because it's easy to say we love each other if we never spend time with each other, isn't it? Oh, I love my church family. They go, really, how often do you go to church? Oh, you know, every once in a while. I don't know. I'm there whenever I get around to it. And you think, if, if people rub you the wrong way, it's easier just to avoid them, isn't it? It's challenging to keep on meeting together, keep on trying to serve together, and have differences sometimes. But God has actually chosen to use us, this unique blend of, of, of personalities and experiences and education and, and, and all that, 
He's chosen to put us together to serve him as one, as one body. And he challenges us to keep on meeting together, keep on putting ourselves in a situation, yet keep on loving one another as a family. We're all part of that family. Whether or not you want to admit it, being part of a family is not always easy. Marriage, at times, is work. Parenting, at times, is a challenge. Being a sibling, sometimes, can be exhausting. Caring for our loved ones, sometimes, can drive us insane. If it were not for love. If it were not for hope. And what we have in the church is that God says, I want to put you all together. I want you to keep serving together. I know you're different. I know there are differences of opinion. I know there's differences of experience. But you know what? I'm going to be with you every step of the way to lead you as a church. For we, we can't work together without love, without hope. But God says he'll never leave us and he'll never forsake us as we challenge to work together as a church. And in the church... There have been times and there will be times in which we may not agree on everything. You may not agree with uh, the leadership on certain matters. You may not agree with the different ministry leaders or the way things are done. There may be times when someone in this family says or does something that just rubs you the wrong way. There may be times when the church decides to do stuff in a way that you don't feel is best. And we can either let these things become big things and divide us, or we can keep on trusting that this is God's church and that the Holy Spirit of God will guide us as we keep being true to God's Word. And we keep trusting God together, encouraging each other, loving each other. It's about leading one another closer and closer to God. So how are we to love? 1 Thessalonians talks about us as a family, our brothers and sisters, almost 20 times. I think it's 19 times in 1 Thessalonians, 9 times in 2 Thessalonians. talks about us as the family of God, as brothers and sisters in Christ. And we're to love each other as family, to not give up on each other. We're challenged here in 1 Thessalonians to honor your spiritual leaders. But this is different than just blindly following them. You see, I, I'm convinced that to blindly follow a, a, any sort of church leader isn't honoring to God at all. And some people have made that mistake through the years to say, oh, well, the pastor says it, that's what we're doing. Or the pastor says it, and so it must be right. And there are times that pastors and leaders get it wrong. There are some times that sometimes you might say something that, Maybe it was even misconstrued, or you might say something that come across wrong, that you go, wait a second, that didn't sound scriptural to me. That didn't sound right to me. That doesn't sound like the way God would want us to be treating people. That doesn't sound like the way God would want us to go. We need to hold each other accountable as a church. The pastor is no greater than any other Christian. The pastor is no greater than any other leader in the church, and we need to be held accountable to God's Word. We all need to be held accountable to God's Word. And so we need to honor uh, our spiritual leaders, honor those God has put before us, but not just simply f follow them blindly, but read the Bible. Make sure that what we're doing in the different ministries and the programs of the church is honoring to God, is fine by the Scriptures.
and is leading people in our community and leading one another closer and closer to God. We often want to pound people for getting it wrong or uh, the few times that they slip up rather than honoring them with faithfulness of trying to seek God. Here we're challenged to be patient and to be peaceful with everyone. Now, I don't know about you, but I've found some people need a lot more patience and need a lot more work at being peaceful with them than others. There are some people who are challenging to work with. There are some people who don't always speak to you in love and grace. They just kind of let you have it, you know, and they speak their mind. And some people will say, well, you know, you've got to love them. You know what they're thinking, you know. They, they make it clear to everyone. Sometimes people don't always speak the truth in love. Or, you know, the great thing uh, for southerners, southerners in the United States is uh, if they want to talk badly about someone, they'll say, oh, bless his heart, you know? <laughs> Bless your heart, you know? Like, you just don't get it, do you? Bless your heart. Yeah. Or, and they, they'll speak really, really poorly about someone and say, oh, bless his heart. Yeah, bless her heart. And, and what I've noticed in Australia is so often people will say, now, I'm telling you this in love, or I'm telling you this because I love you. And then they just pound you. Yeah. <laughs> you just say, hold on, let me put on the gloves. before you." you know, if someone says, hey, I'm telling you this in love, you know you, you better duck. Yeah. There's, there's going to be some punches thrown your way. And I want to say, there are some people that it's challenging sometimes to be patient with. It's challenging to keep on keeping on with. You want to see them coming across the parking lot and, and head the other way. You know who I'm talking about? There's always, there's always these kind of people. And the cha- challenge in the Bible is for us to keep on meeting with them, to keep being patient. Now, we cannot do that without God's love. We are selfish people. We, we look after ourselves. We don't want to get in those confrontational situations. We don't want to get in those tough situations. We want to hit the door running when we see those confrontations coming. Now, some of you may like that confrontation. You might see them coming across the parking lot and say, bring it on. You say one word to me. And either way, that's not the godly way to handle it. Either way, that's not the right way. Which is why we need God. It's why over and over, these passages like like 1 Thessalonians, and again, I challenge you to read through this book, it's about knowing God, knowing Him completely, and allowing that love to be what flows into our relationships. We cannot always be patient in every situation without God. We cannot be at peace even when the storms are going all around us without God. He is our security. He is our hope. He is our rock. And we need him to be the grounding of all that we do as a church. He's the only way that we can keep working with each other, that we can keep putting up with each other. The Bible says we should love even in challenging and warning those who don't know the faith, those even who are idle in the faith, those who know the truth of God's Word but haven't been living that. We need to be challenging one another to, to keep moving toward God. We need to keep challenging one another to make sure that we're living in a way which is accountable to God's Word, which is, which is strongly uh, following God and His example. We need to encourage each other. And again, that has to be done in love. You can't go up to someone and say, mate, you're screwing up. Yeah? This is a mess. Your life's a mess. Now, if you have a good relationship with them, maybe you can say that. 
But God challenged us to, to, to be gracious with each other, to keep loving and to keep on leading people in the right way, to care for those who are weak, to not be the judge, but to be the family, and to keep reaching out in love, not giving people what they deserve, but love and be gracious. Because you know what? That's how God loves us. He just keeps on pouring on the love. You don't deserve it. But he keeps on loving. There was once a man who was serving as a judge. He was a simple man. Um, all uh, his constituents had known of him his whole life. He was a single man and no family. And uh, he had become quite a, an elderly gentleman as a judge, but a, a really highly respected judge. And one day, he was forced with what seemed to be an impossible circumstance. Because someone walked into his courtroom who he had been estranged from for almost 30 years. And this judge was called to, uh, to start hearing the, uh, the case for his own son's crimes. And the judge, of course, recused himself from the case. And he walked down and he stood next to his son who he had not seen for over 30 years. And he said, I know what he deserves but he's my son. And uh, the judge stood by him uh, for the rest of the time. Now, we are to love one another. Not because it's easy, not because we're always proud of the way one another lives, but because that's how God loves us. And that's how we keep leading one another to God. Now, I'm sorry, but there's even more challenges in this passage in 1 Thessalonians 5, where it says, be joyful always. Now, again, we've said before, it's not the same as being happy. But it is being content in whatever God throws our way. Trusting Him in a situation, knowing that it's going to be okay. And we can know that we have the joy of, of God in our hearts. We have His peace and His security with us, no matter what. Be joyful always. I've mentioned to a few of you before that uh, one of our kids, when they were quite young, had this uh, blow-up clown. had this big, bright, it was a big, bright orange clown. It stood about this high, and um, it was uh, like a balloon thing, this big, smile, smiley face on it, and it was like a punching bag kind of thing, you know, where a toddler would knock it over, and it would just pop back up. Uh, and you knock it over, and it pops back up. It's the most annoying thing, most annoying toy. He, he just wouldn't stop smiling. It didn't matter how much you punch him down. He just pops back up with a big smile on his face. And you want to knock him back down. And, and he just keeps on popping back up. Well, in a sense, that's kind of how I see the church. In that there are people, you look at their life and you think, how in the world can they sing God's praises? How in the world can they talk about God's love or God's peace? Because God offers a love and a peace that this world will never understand until they accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior. The world, God offers a love and a peace that the world will never know until they know Jesus. And the Christian has a hope and a peace in his or her life that even other Christians don't understand if they don't develop that relationship with God. Because it just keeps getting better. 
The life with God just keeps getting better. It keeps getting more peaceful and more joyful and more loving and more gracious. No matter what the world throws our way, no matter what the church throws our way, no matter what our family tries to put in our way, God just keeps on teaching us how to love and how to be gracious and how to be strong and how to be peaceful and how to be joyful even in the midst of the storms. It's not about the circumstances that happen. Being joyful always is not about an absence of difficulty because Christians are still put through horrendous difficulties on on this life. But God is faithful to be with us every step of the way. And the more you get to know Him, the more we're able to love others through that. And you know what? The more it shows to others that you're a Christian without you ever having to say a word. People notice that difference. They, they notice that peace. They notice that circumstance, uh, the, the certainty that you have. Be thankful in every situation. Not thankful for the situation, because sometimes those are difficult. But be thankful that God is with us no matter what. Do you know those mature Christians that it just seems like nothing gets them down? You see those, those little men and, and women of God that you just go, wow, they're just at peace all the time. They're so strong. Annoying, aren't they? You just think, why can't I have that sort of faith? Why can't I have that sort of trust in God? Well, I say, well, how much have you been working on it? Because God trains us. He teaches us to be more like Him the longer we're with Him. I, I, I look at these men and women of faith. Some are, are younger than me. Some are much older than me who I just go, wow, I'd love to be like that. But I say, God, teach me how to be like that. Teach me, God, how to trust you like that. If we are in constant communication with God, challenge us here, pray without ceasing. Never stop that communication with God. If we're in constant communication with God and we're trusting in His care, and we have a hope and a security that's in Jesus Christ and how He'll come back for us again, and we can have true peace and joy always, whatever the circumstance. The Bible's the greatest way in which God reveals himself to us as a church. You know, say if, if we if our worship and our teachings and our actions are not following the Bible, then it's not it's not trusting and following God. We have to make sure that what we're doing is not just entertaining people or not just uh, having a fun time together. And it's not just engaging, but it's honoring to God. And it's for His church. And we have to understand that in the work of the church, it's not our church. It's not my church. It's not your church. This is God's church that we're called to serve together. And He helps us to do that as we focus on our love for Him. And that flows into our love for one another. We have to test everything to make sure it's according to God's Word. Every ministry we do, every song that we sing, every word that's spoken, we need to try to challenge with God's Word and make sure that it's being faithful to the Word of God. And if we do this, we can have unbelievable joy. For we are united as a church as we trust God with our lives, praying together, being joyful and thankful in all circumstances, knowing that God is in control and focusing on our love relationship with Jesus Christ and then love others with God's love we can be patient 
We can be peaceful with one another. We can challenge one another uh, in the faith. We can be kind even to those who do evil to us as we focus on that relationship with God. I want to challenge us as a church to keep striving to do more, to keep striving to do better. I want to say this is, this is a, a Bible-believing church. Keep being that. Let's keep making sure that all the things that we're teaching as a church are God-honoring according to Scripture. This is a loving, loving church who I think love one another and love the community, but we can keep doing that better. We can keep loving each other better. We can keep focusing on those relationships so much more. We can keep reaching out in the community so much more. I think this is a giving church, so giving, of the finances, of the time, of our talents, but we can always do more. And we can challenge others who come in to say, you know what, this is a church that we don't just come and sit on the, the seats and then sing a few songs and leave. This is a church who want to live out God's Word. And so how can you be involved in that? And we want to challenge each other to keep honoring God. There are times when any one of us can slip back in our faith and can stumble at times and, and do things or say things that maybe aren't honoring to God's Word. And we have to hold each other accountable to that. We have to get there together, keep leading each other closer and closer to God. God has created an amazing thing when He created the church. This body of believers so different and yet united by the love of God, the peace and security that we have in Him. He is what holds us together and He is the one who ministers through us as we surrender to Him. And we say, you know what? We're going to focus on our love for God. We're going to love Him with all of our heart and all of our soul and our strength. And, and that love is going to be what unites us as a church. And, and, and we're going to allow God to work through us to love one another in this church, in our families, in our workplaces, and in our community. Let's just pray. Dear God, I just thank you and I praise you for who you are and the way that you love us. You're so gracious and you're so kind. And, and, and God, you, you stay faithful to us. Although we often slip and fall, you are steadfast and strong. The same yesterday, today, and forever. God, thank you for your unfailing love. And God, I pray that as we get to know you more and more as a church, and we keep trying to lead each other closer and closer in a relationship with you, that we will grow and we will mature in our faith, that we become more like you, that we learn to be at peace in one another, that we learn to trust no matter the circumstance, that we love, that we learn to be thankful in whatever the situation and then we know, God, that we're surrendered to you. And that we honor you, God, as we just love one another as you love us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.